Today I want to speak to you a little bit about a New Testament believer. Who is a New Testament believer? So if there is a New Testament believer, there has to be a Old Testament believer. All right. So now what happens is the, the Bible, when you say New Testament or Old Testament, it actually means Old Covenant or New Covenant. All right. So you and I are New Covenant believers simply because we are born in these years. All right. That's what we are. That's why we call ourselves New Covenant believers. But the truth of the matter is we really don't know what a New covenant believer is all right because the issue in our lives and the issue with each and every one of us is we have not been taught about the new covenant all right the new covenant believer is not an old covenant believer all right now the picture of Moses okay especially standing in front of the Red Sea is a picture of the old and the new so now you have a problem in front of you, you have a mountain you have a Red Sea in front of you now what does Moses do now Moses had the presence of God leading him showing him the direction that he has to go in now what happened was the minute there was a problem what does Moses do the man, the man who saw thousands and hundreds of miracles what does he do he begins to cry he begins to weep and he's saying Lord what do I do what shall I do what is my next move and the issue is that he did not know what to do next all right so that's the picture of the Old Testament what Old Testament believer and now we come to the New Testament believer, all right? Now you see Moses standing there. You see him stretching out his rod. And then what happens? The power of God comes down, separates the Red Sea into two, causes the ground to be dry, and all of them walk through in freedom. That's the picture of the New Covenant believer. The New Testament believer is somebody who walks in the New Covenant of God. So the Bible says in the communion table, right? The one who, when you, when you take this cup and you drink this cup, you are... Showing the Lord's death till he comes. And he says, you are coming into a new covenant. And he says, remember what he has done. Remember what the Lord has done. So he says, the more you remember what, you, what he has done, you're moving into what? You're moving into the new covenant. You're coming out of the old and you're moving into the new. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming out of the old and I'm moving into the new. I'm coming out of the old, I'm moving into the new. Okay. The truth of the matter is we do not understand it. We know there's a new covenant, but we've not fully understood it, all right? And hopefully in the next few sessions, I'm going to teach you the power of the New Testament believer, the authority, the, the, the power which this, this, this person possesses, all right? There is a new covenant. So if there is a new covenant, there has to be an old covenant. Without an old covenant, there is no place for a new. Now, the reason there is a new covenant is because the old covenant was a failure, all right the old covenant had an issue that is why there is a new covenant and you and I are called to be in the new covenant not in the old covenant but the issue is because we did not fully learn it because we did not understand it what we do is we step into the new covenant all right and then when there's our issues we begin to go back into the old covenant on a regular basis most of the time we begin to stay in the old covenant why because we've not figured out the new covenant all right so turn with me if you will to the book of Corinthians second Corinthians chapter 3 and we are going to be looking at this from the passion version all right have you heard of the passion version the passion version is absolutely brilliant in terms of the way they have actually made it uh, uh, the, the way they have translated it it says are we beginning to sound like those who speak highly of themselves? Do you really need letters of recommendation to validate our ministry like others do? Do we really need your letters of endorsement? Of course not. For your very lives are our letters of recommendation permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody. Recognized and read. Say it with me. Recognized 
and read by everybody. So God has given me a ministry. You all are part of that ministry. So Dr. Jacob is a part of my ministry, as is Ben Ciendi, as is Latanya, as is Debbie, right? All of you are part of that ministry. Now the Bible says, what is it? You're permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized, say recognized, and recognized and read by everybody so the minute somebody sees a dr j or a tanya or a debbie or a rohan what do they see they recognize something in you what is it they are supposed to recognize when they look at you are they supposed to say oh my god that looks like a wet blanket that looks like the biggest pain in the neck i don't want to hang out with that person or what does that show you see you've got to be able to allow the power of the holy spirit to come out of you the energy the vitality and the and the love which needs to come out of you so that you will be seen as a new testament believer say new testament believer so you and i are a new testament believer only by name not by action that's the issue that's why most christians you don't even want to look at them how many of you have very close friends who are christians are from outside the church Very close friends, outside your family as well. Huh? Your mother doesn't count. Your pet dog doesn't count. All right? Now what happens is, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody. Okay? Recognized and read by everybody. Recognized and read. Say it again. Say it, say it with me. Recognized and read by everybody. Who would you prefer? Which Moses? The Moses who's hiding and crying for the Red Sea to open or the Moses who stands over the Red Sea and says, open in Jesus' name. Which Moses would you prefer? Talk to me. That's why. So that's why I'm saying you what? See the, see the Bible says what? What's the key word there? Recognized and read by everybody. Let's read on. As a result of our ministry, you are, say the word. You are living, you are living letters. There is life in you and I. Look at somebody and say, there is life in you. You are what? You are living. Say, you are living. Have you seen dead Christians? Who is a dead Christian? A dead Christian is somebody who doesn't show Christ. All right? Listen, as a result of our ministry, you are living letters written. Wow, look at this. Justice's life, Anu's life, Biju's life, it is written by Christ. So when people look at your pages, is it interesting? Or is it boring? Or is it dead? Or is it full of complaints? See, that's what, when somebody looks at you, they got to figure out what kind of a life is being read out of you. See, that's the difference of the Old Testament Christian and the New Testament Christian, or the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, all right? And I will go on and explain more about this. Now, as a result of a ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, ha, but by the, but by the, there you have one of your first keys. You are written by the Spirit of the living God. How is your life dictated? By the Spirit of the living God. How is your life dictated? Come on. How is your life dictated? How is your life dictated? How is your life dictated? It is not by you. It is by the Spirit of the living God. But the issue is this. What is he writing? What is he writing? It only he writes based on what you give him. Now Moses is standing there with the rod in his hand. He has not gone to the Red Sea. He's crying. God told him, go stand in front of the Red Sea and, and part it, right? He has a choice. He can still sit there and cry and make excuses. 
there are so many of us who sit around making excuses instead of going out and spotting or breaking through the Red Sea. Yes or no? You know the power of God is in you. You know the authority of God. You know the anointing of God is in you. Yet, you know what we do? We hide behind excuses. And that is the Old Testament believer. So if you are not having your breakthroughs because the anointing of God is in you and you know I can do all things and you're just saying that as words, you are a... You're a... Old? Old what? Old Testament believer or Old Covenant believer. Now, you are living letters. Look at somebody and say, I am a living letter. Written by Christ. Say it like how I'm saying. Say it with some passion. I am a living letter. Written by Christ. Come on, say it one more time. I am a living letter. Ha, hey, what ink did God use? What, what ink did God use? Black or red or white or purple? Oh, he didn't use ink. What did he use? He used the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is why the Holy Spirit, your comforter, is given to you now in the New Testament. Amen. Jesus said, unless I go away, I cannot send the Holy Spirit. Why? That's the new covenant coming in. So who's inside? The Holy Spirit. What is he doing? He's writing. What? Whatever he's writing, somebody can read. So I look at Sammy's life and I say, greater is he that is in him than he that was in the world. So when Sammy holds the mic, I know there's a power going to come out of him. When Tanya holds the mic, I know the New Testament believer in her is going to come out. I know the prophetic will come. I know the songs will come. I know the authority will come. Why? Because she is the Moses holding the rod of God. Why? The rod of God is inside. It needs to come out. Amen. Look at somebody and say the rod of God is going to come out. Come on. The rod of God needs to come out. I am a New Testament believer. The rod of God has to come out. You see, the rod of God cannot be hid. It cannot be hid. It cannot be hid. It has to come out. The more you hide it, you are an Old Testament covenant believer. I am not. I come out into the glory of God and I lift up the double-edged sword of God and I wave it and I say, in Jesus' name, amen. So when Nita comes, I, I speak over her and I say, you're going to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Within two minutes, she's received the Holy Spirit. The other day, somebody comes for a healing and a breakthrough. Witchcraft, it's gone. 20 minutes stops. Why? Because I am a, because I am a new covenant believer. What is in my hand? The rod of God is in my hand. And the rod is what? It is double-edged. It is double-edged. There is power on both sides. It breaks down and it builds. It breaks down and it builds. The New Testament believer gets a revelation as to what needs to be done and what should not be done. You understand? So if you are a New Testament believer, there is something powerful in store for you and I. Amen. Yes, you are living letters. It's a statement. It is a powerful statement, period. You are living letters. Say that with me. Make it personal. Who's your author? Who is your author? Who is your author? It is not circumstance. It is not the devil. It is not your boss in your company. Who is your author? It is Christ. Say amen for those who, say, who believe that. Come on. Who is your author? Who is your author? Christ. Who is your author? Right. The handwriting of ordinances that was against me has been blotted out. So now there is a new script. My life is a new page. Who's writing it? It's the Holy Spirit. Who's doing, who's holding that pen? It is the 
King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is writing a new story about my life. Yeah, I am blessed. My going out is blessed. Even if I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, what is the problem? I will not fear anything. Why? Because. Amen. Look at that. You are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not carved into some stone tablets. Referring to the Ten Commandments, referring to the Kutukal on the highway. Yes, you know what the Kutukal on the highway is. Yes, marking stones. Christian, 25 years. Cannot leave his chair, holds his chair in place, can't move from the chair, cannot enjoy the presence of God. Oh, stiff, arthritic, about to die. Why? Old covenant hasn't got the new. Not interested to jump, not interested to enjoy the presence of God. Why? Heavy, burdened. Why? Old Testament covenant. I have to cry, I have to go to God, I have to shed tears. Why? Hasn't understood who he is. Is not engraved in stone. You are not engraved in stone. You are engraved with the power of God. You are somebody great. You are somebody powerful. Look at somebody and say, you are somebody powerful. You are not carved onto, onto stone tablets, but on the tablets of tender hearts. But on the tablets of tender hearts. The minute your heart is hardened, friend, you have gone into the Old Testament. Oh, I don't like my husband. I married him 20 years ago. I can't stand him anymore. Friend, you've gone to the Old Testament. Why? Your hearts become hardened. You've forgotten to love God. That's why you can't love your husband. Same way husbands, that's the same issue. You can't love because no God. You can sit there wearing white and white and holy and holy and pretend to be as holy as you can. Friend, there is no love inside. Because you see, if there's love in the inside, it'll be seen on the outside. Amen. Let me say this again. If there's love on the inside... Ha! If there's authority on the inside, it will be seen on the outside. If there's revival on the inside, there will be revival on the outside. If there's worship at home, there will be worship in church. That's the New Testament believer, not the one who hides behind uh, rocks and cries like Moses. But you know what? We prefer to do what Moses did. Oh, God is hearing my, tri my trials. He sees my trials, my tribulations. Oh, my, 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 my difficult situations. You can't sit there and cry. You don't have time for any of it. All right? Oh, self-pity. Oh, all my insecurities are killing me. Who wrote that book, by the way? Not Jesus. If you're walking in security, Jesus did not write that book. Who wrote that book? It's the devil, and you're following the devil. Wake up. Let me read this again. I'm not able to go past this verse. You are living letters. Come on, written by Christ. You are. Talk to me. Ha! Not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God. Not carved onto stone tablets, but on the tablets of tender hearts. So that means you got to worry about the state of your heart. Now, during, after communion, I said something about a famine. If your heart is hardened, it's because there is no flow of something. Flow of what? Of the anointing oil of God. When there is no oil, the heart dries up. Right? Do you know what the, 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 the outward, outward manifestation of the oil is? Rejoicing, joy, strength, happiness, give and take, happy-go-lucky, aramsay, chilled out, relaxed. Everything else is, is going wrong. Think with me. 
And you know how we pretend to be New Testament, New Testament Christians? We dress up as best as we can. When the worship leader says, lift up hands, yes, we will lift up hands. You know how high, the, how high the hands will go? Why? Some of you guys, I don't know what your hands are doing in your pockets. The Bible says, lift up holy hands when you pray. Does it tell you put your hands in your pockets? Lack of knowledge. That's what it is. The question is, what kind of a believer are you? Watch this. Tablets of tender hearts. Tender hearts. Look left, look right. Look left, look, left, look right. Look left, look right. Tenderness spotted anywhere? Tenderness spotted anywhere? The Holy Spirit writes it on the tenderness of our hearts. The more tender, the more he will write. Listen to me. The more tender, the more he'll write. Okay? We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. Read that with me. We, come on. Read, read it from the, from, the, from the thing there. We, we carry, my confidence is in the Lord, yes or no? So where is this confidence? My confidence, our confidence is in our hearts because of one reason, not, of, not because of your prayer life. Because of your realization. What is the realization? The realization that you are united with Christ before God. That's the New Testament believer. In the Old Testament believer, there was no union. There was no communion table. Did you hear me? There was no common union table in the Old Testament. The New Testament believer has this. We carry this word. We carry this confidence in our hearts because... Because of our union with Christ before God. Alright? So come here, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, Dr. Jacob, put your Bible down. With all due respect, this guy is God. Okay? Is God the Father? God the Christ, the Son? Look at me. I'm a believer. I'm a New Testament believer. So he says. My arms are open wide. He says, come to me, all those who are heavy laden. And so now we are, we are one in Christ because of our, because of our union. Now listen, I know Christ. I know his arms are open wide. He's the greatest thing ever. What am I doing? Full of hot air. Talking about Christ. Talking about the goodness of Christ. Talking about the glory of Christ. What is it I've never experienced? I've never experienced what? The union with Christ. It's when I experience the union with Christ, something happens in my heart. What is that? My confidence is where my confidence is where in Christ do you know that many of you sitting here have no confidence because the union is not there you know why the union is not there you've not pursued the union all talk no action all talk you know what religion causes you to do talk no action 
All kinds of excuses you will have. No action. Oh, I love people so much. I will do so much. What will you do? You'll do nothing. That's the issue. I will do, I will do so much. Oh, da, blah, blah. All hot air. Action. The New Testament believer is about action. The Old Testament believer is about sitting and crying. You understand? It's about crying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. The New Testament believer goes out and gets things done. That's why the Holy Spirit, I will work with you, he says. He will, he will work in what you're doing. We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. Okay? Yet, we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength. Yes or no? Yes or no? We are all, all of us yet have abilities, talents. Yet, we submit ourselves and say, no, Lord, we are not able to do everything. All right? For our true competence, read, for our true competence flows from God's empowering, sorry, what? Not his empowering love. Please explain to me what empowering presence is. Tell me what his presence is. Moses makes a statement. He says, I will not go with, go till you, till you come with me. Come here, Jesus. Wherever I go, you go. Wherever you go, I go. I just made a covenant with him. But actually he made the covenant with me. He said, wherever I go, you go. So tell me. Wherever I go, you go. Huh? Wherever I go, uh -huh. you go. Say again. Wherever I go, you go. What's the benefit? What's the benefit of this covenant? What's the benefit? What's my end result? Why should I follow him? Talk to me. Say you will walk with me. Okay, let me do it for you. You're the believer. I'm Christ. I'm going to make a covenant with you, friend. The covenant is, wherever I go, you go. What's your next question? What's your next question? Why? Because I will go with you. I will make your crooked path straight. I will go with you. I will destroy all your enemies. If you're sick, I will heal you. If you have a problem, I will clear the problem for you. Whatever issues you have, I will deal with them effectively. Fair enough? So will you follow me? Yeah. Let's go. So wherever I go, wherever I go, he goes. Now he wants to get married. So he sees that beautiful bird over there. He whistles at that bird. And he goes with the bird. And where am I going? What has he just done? He stepped into Old Testament covenant. He's come out of the New Testament covenant. Did God tell him? We have what? We have a union. What happened to the union? It's gone. Why? Because his desire drive, drove him away. So now, come back. Now he comes back. My arms are always open wide. He comes back. Why? We have a union and we're still walking through in the victories of God. Do you understand? Now, listen to me and listen to me. This is the secret of the New Testament believer. As there is a relationship, as the relationship becomes stronger, he, the believer, walks and I will follow. Watch this. Alright? He, the believer, will walk and I will follow. You know why? His heart and my heart are one. 
before it was God going in front. Now it is He is going in front. Why? His heart and my heart are united together before God as one. So now I have written on His table of His heart, of His tender heart, with the Holy Spirit, everything that He has yet to accomplish. Now He goes, and when He goes, wherever He goes, He goes with my power. That's a New Testament believer. Did you get this? Yes. Is this powerful? Yes. If you're going to clap, clap well. <laughs> the whole idea is that relationship. That's why he brings about this example of a marriage of bride and Christ. Of bride, the bride of Christ and Christ. Alright? It's a union of hearts. That means the thoughts that I think towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you the King James Version says an expected expected and who, who does the expecting? You. Why? Because you and God are now entwined. You and God's heart are entwined. Now you're expecting and he does. That's the New Testament authority. See, this is the issue. You have the rod of God in your hand and we do nothing with it. Because you know why? We're not entwined. That's the issue. Watch this, watch this, watch this. This gets, this gets very interesting. Yet we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength for our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. He alone makes us adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely... Sorry, what? He focuses us on an entirely new covenant. That means the old is gone. There is a new. And he says, focus entirely on the new covenant. That means, Sunday morning, I hear this kind of a message. I am encouraged. And on Monday morning, I am going out to work and I am discouraged. So when I am discouraged, instead of going and breaking down the yokes, I go back to my old covenant situation, my old covenant self, and I go hide behind the rocks and I start crying and say, Lord, there's a problem. The Red Sea has come up again. What do I do? On Sunday morning, you were using the rod. Monday morning, you felt a problem. Monday afternoon, what are you doing? Old Testament Christian. Instead of taking the rod of God and breaking down and moving forward and God is there with you. His thoughts are your thoughts. You are aligned. You are in touch with him. You are connected, entwined. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole point. If you can do that, friend, I will tell you, your life will change. He alone makes us adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant. What? Who are focused on an entirely new covenant means what? The old is gone. What do you need? You need a cleansing in your mind. You need to receive the engrafted word of God into your heart. You can't sit with both. You can't sit with the old covenant uh, ideas and attitudes and try to be a new covenant believer. All right? Our ministry is not based on the... What's the letter of the law? The, all of the Old Testament. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through... Wow. Through the... But if you hold back the Spirit of God and you don't unleash the Spirit of God, what have you done? You've done nothing. 
Is the Holy Spirit God? Yes? Is He inside? Do you know how to use the power of God? See, that's the whole question. You're the New Testament believer. You need to learn to use the power of God. The rod of God is in your hand. Okay? I'm a school teacher. What do I have? What do I have? Tell me. I have a ruler. But this ruler can only manifest what I have in me. What do I have in me? I have authority. Put your hand out. Did he do anything wrong for him to put his hand out? He put his hand out because I am operating in authority. He is subject to my authority. Put your hand out. See that? What am I doing? I am using what is inside me. <laughs> Why did he put his hand out? Why did he put his hand out? Is he in school? He's obedient. We are all subject to a greater power. Learn to be subject. When he says, go this way, go this way. Don't walk anywhere else. Please understand. Please understand. He alone makes his adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through, say through, the power of the Spirit. The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit pours out. I'm sorry, what was the last bit? I, mi I, I missed that. What was that? I'm sorry, what was that? I, I, I didn't get it. What was that? Bitch, what was that? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, what? Linda, what is that? Auntie, what is that? What is it, Mats? What is it? Spirit? So what's overflowing out of you and me now? What's, what's overflowing? I'm sorry, what's, for, what's overflowing? What is supposed to be seen? A life. What kind of life? What kind of life? I'm sorry, you didn't get the verse. Jesus has come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Isn't that, doesn't that tie, tie in with this verse? What does this verse say? Look at this. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit pours out life. Amen. Okay, I, I will skip things and I'll go to verse 8. Okay, can I have verse 8, please? Right. Read this, please. All of you together. Yet, how? How? Much more radiant. Is this new? Sorry, what? So it's new. New and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines with us. That shines to us. That shines within us. That means it's being released out of us. You have to get this and get this well. Look at me. In the Old Testament, I had to go to God for anything. God would make His presence known on Mount Sinai. And all the children of Israel would have to go and gather there. Yes? And then Moses would be called up to the top of the mountain and God would give him direction. And he would come and tell the people, 
Yes. Old Testament covenant believer. New Testament. He comes to me in the hour of my need. Yes, no. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. In the Old Testament, I would go and climb a mountain or break a coconut or light a candle. In the New Testament, he comes to me. You didn't get it. Because the minute you have a problem, you run to the mountain. Lord, help me. Why have you forsaken me? Where are you, Lord? How many of you have done that? Put your hands up nice and high. What happened to the rod? What happened to the rod? It's inside. Tell me something. Is there a verse which says, greater is he, something like that. No, what is it? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get that one. Yeah. Isn't there a word which says, submit yourself to the Lord and resist the devil and... Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get that one. I've read somewhere, somewhere something about above and not beneath. What was that? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. What was it was? Somewhere he said you say you will be above and not beneath. Yeah? So then why do you go to the mountain and say, Lord, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? I'm your child. You left me. What do I do? Why is this problem in front of me? You just become an Old Testament believer. You become, you've left your position as a New Testament believer in authority and you've just gone back to the old. You've forgotten the new. And this happens in our life all the time. Time to put a stop to it. It's very simple. Are you New Testament or Old Testament? Show me your rod. Show me the authority. Because you see, what comes out of the New Testament believer? What's being poured in? Life. Huh? Life. life. What kind of life? Life? Sorry, I didn't get that. A great life, a beautiful life, a life filled with joy and happiness. Isn't that the life you want? Yes? Yes, no? Yes, no? I've seen more non-believers who are happier than believers. I do not know why. You've got to have a zest for life, friend. That day he sends a message. Dr. Pradeep sends a message. I want to do barbecue. Why? It's a passion. It's great. Have passion. You see, passionate people are the one God always blesses. Yet, how much more is this new and glorious ministry of the Spirit that shines from us?